Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagian, by far. He was my favorite player. Of all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk back. All right, Sox fans. Welcome to episode 28 Good guys talk back, your fan-centric blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. We are recording on Wednesday, June 26th, 2019, uh, after uh, this uh, Boston series here. Sox have an off day on Thursday and then home for three against Minnesota. I am Nick Morawski, and we thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, Uh, Listening to Good Guys Talk Back, we welcome you. If you've been with us since the beginning, welcome back. We are in for a real treat. I'm not talking to myself today. I am rejoined by the co-host, Jeff Julian. Hello, sir. It's good to be back. I haven't haven't seen you in quite a while. uh, I had to leave the country. Yeah. Voluntarily, right? Yeah, yeah. It, was a it wasn't. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was nothing more than than, than by choice, and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> had a, <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, yeah, well, we'll just, we'll just leave it sure. at that. Let's Go, say so you don't I, anymore. I went on my own volition, and I, I returned on my own volition. That's how and, vacation uh, yeah, should be. Exactly. Good. Right. No, Good. we had a great time. Yeah. Uh, Italy was fantastic, and uh, I rocked the socks hat I the saw entire that. time yeah. I was there. <laughs> And uh, so there was at least one person wearing a socks hat in 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 Italy while I was there. And that was going to be my uh, my my question. Uh, did you run into any other you know Chicago sports fans? Any Sox fans? I mean, it, it happens. You know, I, I didn't run into any other. I think we ran into one group of Chicagoans at some point, but the topic did not come up. I saw some Yankees hats. Oh, sure. And then I did see one Cubs hat, oh, I think, course. in. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but I was there when I saw it. So Good. it was it canceled it was, each other. It was out. canceled Perfect. out. All right. Excellent. Right? I'm was, back. Uh... <laughs> All right. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I think that was in uh, off the beach of uh, Positano. Uh-huh. So, sure. But yeah, we had a great time. And then I flew back. And the, the, day, the day right after I got back, was Ravenswood on tap over yeah, the, yeah. the brewery, little yeah. music brewery fest. And I grabbed my Good Guys Talk mm-hmm. Back uh, podcast stickers, stickers. And I was yeah. I saw a bunch of socks hats, yeah. people sporting yeah. socks hats. So I was like, mm-hmm. hey, sticker, sticker, sticker. Yeah. So, and I, I think you you mentioned this. You were at the Stones concert mm-hmm, last night. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to get yeah. into that a little bit yeah. later. But you saw um, a fair amount of socks mm-hmm. hats too. So I yeah. think... I think the team is well represented right now, and, and people are out there and proud to sport their their socks logoed gear and yeah. and get behind a team that's doing something. Mm-hmm. We're not quite I mean, sure yet. They're fun to watch, uh, despite the little you know slide uh, Texas and Boston. But uh, I, I definitely want to get into uh, you know seeing more socks gear uh, around the city of Chicago. Um, you didn't convert any fans though. No, well, no, I, no, no conversions. I, I don't know that I. So you don't I, know. I mean, yeah. I wasn't looking to do conversions so much as. To, okay. I mean, I. You and I vacation differently. Well, uh, yeah, right. I uh, I was not uh, <laughs> proselytizing as much as I. Have you ever <laughs> Have you ever converted somebody though, a fan, where they called no. you up or they emailed you and they said, and it doesn't have to necessarily be the socks. Could have been a, the Bears or whatever, and they're like, man, after hanging out with you this one weekend. I, I'm following this team now. All of a sudden, I've got a horse in the race. Do you think that's possible? Uh, say, I, I don't it know. It that, is. I think it so is. Is that? But but isn't that isn't that more likely to be somebody who isn't really a fan of anyone, and then you you bring them over to your side? So is that yeah. is that really a conversion as much as a realization? Uh, yeah, maybe. Or, yeah. A, or or a recruitment. I I, okay. I don't think I've ever run into somebody who's been a hardcore 
Packers fan, and then suddenly I've I've convinced them that that I Mitch mean, is I mean, the that, guy. you uh, well, sure that that would be a powerful conversion, but yeah, uh, yeah that's difficult to do. I'm not. I can't say I've ever really had. I've definitely brought the socks to to folks to their brains. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I, <laughs> I see you as a as a missionary out there, you know, handing out little uh, programs and pocket <laughs> schedules. And, well, it's like and, that scene from uh, Groundhog Day, well, where uh, the the woman in the in the um, like the the Airbnb, but it's not an Airbnb. You know, it's just a bed and breakfast. She says something to him about. You know, do you think it's going to rain today or do you think it's going to snow or whatever? And Bill Murray says, you know, goes into this whole ramble about the weather. And he says, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you want to talk about the weather? Or are you just making idle chit chat? Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what happens when uh, folks start talking baseball or socks. I go on this, you know, rant and then I just kind of have to say, I'm so sorry. Did you really want to talk about the socks or are you just making chit chat? Uh, but no. Well, that's good. I'm glad everything went well. And yeah, it was uh, good to trip. have you back here in yeah. the states. Uh, I, you know, I was I was disappointed that I that I didn't have access to to the microphone while I was out because when yeah. they got to 500, I know, that's why I, I know. jumped on. I'm like, yeah. I've got Wi-Fi. I need to post a little message uh, because I felt yeah. like there was things happening while I was gone that mm-hmm. that were exciting, mm-hmm. and certainly there were some other little odds and ends that happened mm-hmm. in baseball yeah. uh, while, while, but Hey, yeah. we're back and we got a, we got a team to talk about yeah. that's trying to get back to 500. Yeah. They're, they're going to have their opportunities. I mean, they're going through a really rough stretch right now. And, um, uh, we're, we're seeing, uh, we're seeing that kind of a play out as expected. Uh, you know, Sox are 37 and 41, uh, third place in the division. Not much has changed there. There's six back in that second wild card. If you're if you're still paying attention to that and keeping an eye on that, which you know I am and most people are, uh, more of just for conversation, but also to hold it up against you know last year and the year before. Um, again, four games under 500 at this point, where we're almost nearing the All Star break, is is something fun. You know, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to watch. Um, so they've got this uh, this 15-game stretch that I had talked about a couple episodes ago where it started against New York and then Chicago uh, and Wrigley, and then they were in Texas, and now they just uh, finished up in Boston, and then they've got three in Minnesota. I mean, that's a 15-game stretch that um, – you know, I, I was hoping I was hoping for a 500, you know, maybe a seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Right now they're at five and seven on the trip. Yeah. Um, and really, you know, they should have won uh, two out of three in Texas and they really should have won game one in Boston. Uh, they blew that lead. Um, so, you know, they're doing as the much that they can with this mash unit pitching staff injuries left and right now. Um, offense continues to be. uh continues to be what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season. And now with, with, you know, warmer weather and with June, a Braves locked in uh, these, this team keeps you in it. Yeah. I don't know if they're yeah. going to always, I don't know if they're ready to overcome some of the atrocities in the pitching uh, department, but they're going to keep you in games. Right. Right. You know, and this Boston team, uh, you know, their pitching didn't overwhelm me at all. It's mm-hmm. their offense that you just, you got to keep off the field. So, right, right. Um, you know, looking at today's game, this afternoon game that they salvaged, um, you know, it was against Sale. Yeah. I mean, they 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 took him to task in the first inning. It was yeah. three nothing after yeah. the first inning. Yeah, and then Lopez goes ahead and gives up two runs in the bottom of the first, and it's three two. I mean, Lopez had a quality <laughs> start today, but he's just nowhere near what we thought he was going to be. No, no, he um, continues to be. Mr. Frustration, for Con- sure. Continues to be uh, just real boggling. Uh, but Abreu saves the day. I mean, this guy is top 10 in home runs in AL, second in RBIs. He's now seventh all-time in White Sox history in home runs, six behind Ventura. Wow. Which I I have to kind of still, like, pinch I remind myself, Ventura was that good. Right, because the manager thing right. really soured <laughs> right. Ventura's uh, unfortunate, you know, the tenure. But he was a damn good player, yeah, yeah he a really damn was. good player. He really and uh, Abreu's creeping up the charts, man. He's getting hot at the right time. And we were talking a little bit, uh, Jeff, before we we jumped on the mics. Just 
where would they be without some of this offense from uh, a Brayu? You know, we'll get to McCann in a little bit. I mean, Lori Garcia. I mean, these guys have been so instrumental to help, you know, cover up the, these pitching woes. And um, Abreu, a guy that people toyed around with, you know, oh, Sachs should try to get somebody for him. You know, maybe he's going to be on the trading block. You know what? We don't need him around for the rebuild. Absolutely not. In my mind, this guy stays. He gets a contract at the end of this year. If they don't do contracts during the season, wait till after. Sign this guy up. He continues to be a machine. Right. You know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I and we'll probably talk a little bit more about it later when we start thinking about you know who's here, who's not. I, I, I think he's right on the cusp for me. You know, in terms of the the deal would have to be right, the offer sure. would have to be right, yeah. but I would still entertain it. Uh, but yeah, he's been he's been lights out so far this year, and certainly you could see him making a lot of sense on on the team next year as well. Yeah, a leader, uh, a rock, and uh, you know he's still playing defense. Um, you know, splitting it with Yonder um, for whatever reason, but uh, you know <laughs> yeah. he, he's. Splitting the you know the DH in the first and uh, uh, he's got his bobblehead day coming up June third. Ah. Uh, it was a snow out, uh, and then they uh, rescheduled it for July third day games. So Very he's nice. Get some love there. All right. Um, so socks are leaving uh, Boston off day tomorrow, heading uh, home for a three game uh, stretch against Minnesota. And have you ever been to to Fenway? No, I've not. Okay, no. I went. Um, I don't want to bore you with too long of a story, but I, I've been kicked out of two ballparks <laughs> in my life. Okay, I've been, I've been kicked, literally removed from two ballparks in my life. Wrigley Field was one of them. Well, I believe that for sure. <laughs> uh, and, sure, that was and, a badge uh, of honor. And uh, Fenway is, is the other ballpark. And uh, boy, we're talking over ten years ago. Um, I, I go on this uh, yearly trip with you know brothers and friends, and we've been doing it for over a dozen years. And Boston was was that year. I think it was you know 2006 or 2007. And uh, boy, uh, it was a delayed start, bad weather. And so we're at Cask and Flagons, this bar, you know, on Yaki Way, right, you know, across from Fenway, and you know, definitely getting overserved. We meet a gentleman from the Calumet City, Chicagoland area, who decides to start buying us drinks and calling us Cal City douchebags because he thinks we're also from Cal City, <laughs> even though I just said I had some relatives that used to live there. I wasn't from there. Right. Um, a lot of mis- miscommunication. But, um, you know, we're all lit pretty good trying to go into the stadium. I decided to start a Go Sox, Go White Sox chant, <laughs> which did not go over well with security. So they denied my entrance into, uh, into the game. So I got, and and a couple of people I was with, my brother and based some friends, solely on the White Sox, based chant? solely that I was way too in to the White Sox, and I was, <laughs> I probably you know, uh, right. they, they could smell it. Let's right. just say that. Right. So we decided to buy tickets from a scalper because that's how we're going to get around this situation. Uh, we'll buy new tickets from a scalper. We changed jerseys, <laughs> we changed clothes, changed hats. Okay, we got in to the stadium into Fenway Park with these scalp tickets. Well, you know, no more than maybe 100 feet, I started celebrating that we beat the system. <laughs> and uh, these security guards, they recognized us uh, quite quickly and right. uh, removed uh, ourselves from the stadium. You were on um, the list. I was on the list. You were on the no fan list. Yeah, I went back the next day uh, and got in finally to see a game. But um, <laughs> I always have good so memories. So you bought of... three sets of tickets Correct. and only saw one game. That's true. But I also did the uh, I did the tour, which okay. I highly recommend. The Fenway tour, uh, get up there on the monster. You didn't try and start a chant during the tour. <laughs> Not. I learned my lesson. Uh, no injuries uh, from us, but. Uh, Injuries uh, with these with these Sox players of ours. Um, Anderson, man, he went down game two last night with a high ankle sprain. Uh, X-rays negative. I didn't hear about the M- M- MRI, but you know it could be a few weeks that he's out. Um, hitting three seventeen. That happened yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, so he didn't play two. today. He did not. Okay. No. 
Uh, he was in a walking boot. Oh, wow. Um, All right. I didn't hear that. Hitting, hitting 317, uh, but with 16 errors, which leads the league. Um, yeah, and I I think I, I told you I pulled up the number. So, yeah, he leads the league on in errors. He's of the starting shortstops in the AL. He's dead last in, in fielding percentage. He does lead the AL shortstops in putouts. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the numbers, they're, they're, they're just not good enough. Right. For to, I, I don't think you know. so. I, I don't think they're good mm-hmm. enough to start for sure. And I don't even know if they're good enough to be an alternate. If you lead the league in errors, yeah. I, I just don't think you should be in the game. No, there's, uh, there's better shortstops out there, both hitting and, and, and fielding. I, you know, we talk about this, about his energy and, and I'm, and I'm with you, man. I, I love his spirit and I love what he's trying to bring to the game. And, uh, Boy, he was red hot. Uh, April, May, he's cooled off a little bit, but hitting 317 is still not bad, you know. And he'll string together, you know, a couple games, you know, two hits, three hits, you know, some key hits, some RBIs. But I'm telling you, his fielding and it's the throws, the throws to first are, you know, you're holding your breath. Yeah, you're unsure if this thing is going to even make it, and it sometimes looks like he's trying too hard or. He's trying to do something that he shouldn't be doing, or he's not putting himself in the right spot. He's bouncing balls and he's throwing them wide. That shouldn't be happening. If you want to be in the All-Star game, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you, Tim, and yeah. I'm rooting for you, man. Yeah. And I want you to be part of this future, but I'm worried about this. Yeah. And I mean, just from an All-Star perspective, you, he's, you couldn't start him over Bogarts and you couldn't start him over um, Elvis uh, Andrus. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I agree to, to me. He, here's the issue, right? When we talked at the beginning of the season, the hope was come around on offense, which he has, and then maybe get better at defense. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not happened from no. a defensive uh-uh. perspective, at least from, from some of the, the, the critical numbers, fielding percentage and, and errors. Um, he's certainly has some stats where he does lead, but overall, Mm-hmm. You're painting a picture of a, sh- a shortstop who's, you know, mediocre, mi- middle yeah. of the road at best from a defensive standpoint. Yeah. And now the sample size continues to grow, right? Mm-hmm. So this, how much better can we expect him to get uh, from a defensive standpoint next year, the year after mm-hmm. that? So then it goes to me, long-term conversation, yeah. which we had a couple of weeks ago, which is, as you look at your championship lineup mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. look at them from a defensive standpoint, how many minuses can you have in the field and where can you have them? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Can you and have I, them up the middle. You I don't, can't, you can't, you can't. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to trend your way. And I just don't know if Anderson's going to be on this team in his position when the Sox win the World Series next. I, I, I can't say it for sure like I was able to in confidence two, three months ago or even going into the 2019 season because now we're almost at the halfway point and he is about to pass his last year error amount. Yeah, what did he have, 30 last 20. year? 20. Oh, my God, he's on pace for I know 32, it. 35. I know it, and it's the same amount of games. Um so, I mean, you know, Mankata goes down today. He gets hit by a sail pitch, and uh, he bruises his knee, tries to stay in the game. He realizes, you know, after a round in the bases, he can't do it. He, he leaves with a bruised knee. Um, I think he's day-to-day. And you don't want to see that guy out because he's hitting around 300. I think he's playing amazing third base. Right. He's hitting for power. So who do you you know you don't you don't want to play this game but I I I'd rather have Mankata come back before Anderson you know absolutely and because I think he's probably the better player overall yeah. and two he's in the middle of of what's sort of like um the, the, the season where he's blossoming, right? right? He's figuring so you, it out. You want him to yeah. pick that up as, yeah. as, as quickly as possible. Uh, just going back to yeah. Anderson, the other question to me is, let's say he he is what what he looks like so far from an offensive standpoint. Is there any place else you can you could play him on this team? Right. Um, you know, obviously not a third. 
I, I don't think third base. We thought center field, uh, because of his athleticism, um, you know, when, we, when the whole Machado thing was blowing up in the offseason, right. we thought, well, maybe he goes to center field. We're really not set at center field right now. We all think uh, uh, Robert uh, is going to be our center fielder in the future and, and soon, you know, maybe at the start of next year. Um, but now I, I don't know. Is he I a mean, tradable piece? See, and that's an excellent conversation. You know, I mean, if you really want to play devil's advocate, uh, my gut reaction is no, that's ridiculous. But when I really think about it, I say, I don't know, man. Yeah. It might be, it, this could be an interesting opportunity to package maybe somebody with him to go get, you know, a, a durable arm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, we, I, I, look, it's a business. And your point about can, can you have those liabilities up the middle for a championship team? I say no. Yeah. So if that's yeah. what you're going with and that's your equation, well, then I think Anderson, if someone picks up the phone and says, what would you take to, to get a guy like Anderson? I, I think you have that conversation with them if I'm Han. Right. And we, and we looked back at the last three or four World Series winners mm-hmm. a couple we did. Uh, episodes we did. ago yeah. and looked at the shortstop yep. position and they – all of them were rock solid on defense right up the middle, you know? Yeah. So it's just oh, not absolutely. It, it, I, I just don't know how you can think that not, not you specifically, but just the team, how they can't be thinking in the back of their mind that we love, we love his passion. We love the athleticism. We love the offense, but right. Can we put up with, with the, with the defense? Yeah. So like, you know, this podcast folks is, and you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, we're not going to get into the, you know, minutia of the saber metrics and the analyticals of, you know, the, the offensive numbers that Tim Anderson puts up, does that outweigh the defensive miscues um, and when they've been happening and what does that project? You know, whoa, you, I mean, you could definitely get into that, um, you know, on your own, on your own time. I know you can do it. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking like there's no question he's we're a better team with him in the offensive lineup, but I we're not a better team with him defensively at shortstop. No, you know, there's way there's way too many question marks. You know, Lurie played shortstop today. I think Rodon um, has played there uh, before. Sanchez could probably even play shortstop. I. I you know, but yes, Tim's got a Tim's got a hot bat right well, now. Well, and I don't want to contradict you, as you just said. We don't want to get into the advanced <laughs> and, and, and analytics it's out but, there. But we have talked war before, sure. and war is a pretty good, you know, relatively easy to understand yeah, stat. Yeah, yeah. And as well as he has played offensively for 2019, right now he's only a, a 1.8 wins above replacement player. Yeah. Yeah, I you know I I wish him well, and uh, you know I I don't know, man. Maybe he needs this break to kind of just you know settle down a little bit. You've got the All Star break coming up in a few weeks, which will be an extended time as well. Um, you know, I don't want him to miss too much where his bat's going to cool off. But it's this weird, you know, this struggle. It's of, a tough conversation you know, it's a to very have. Difficult. He's absolutely exciting as hell, and he's been. He's been one of maybe three or four really bright spots for for, for this, this team. If you know? he doesn't flip his bat, okay, and he doesn't create you know stick talk and all of this national chatter and uh, this beef with the Royals, he still wins Player of the Month for mm-hmm. April. But there was no bat flip. There was no you know he's not trying to promote his brand, this TA brand. Um, are we, are we talking about Tim Anderson? Are we really, you know, preserving Tim Anderson, protecting him and saying he's going to be a long-term solution, you know? Uh, Well, I I don't know. I, I I will say if he, if he wasn't, if he hadn't had the hot start that he had on the offensive end, if he had just come out sort of, you know, middle of the road and, and who knows? I mean, he's at 317 right now. Yeah. He could still end up at 280, right, to, right, to, 270 right. by the end of the year. Yeah. And if that's the case, well, then this was all, it, it was all smoke and mirrors, yep. and he was the, the exact yeah. same player. Uh, he, feasted he, was on last easy, year. he feasted on an easy schedule, which we know the Sox had at the beginning of the year. 
uh, and good for him. You know, he came out blazing. Um, but he's a hell of an athlete, and I, you know, you just want to make a position for you want to find a spot on the roster for this guy. You want him to work, yeah. Okay, because you want his bat, you want his speed. But I'm telling you, man. I, you know, in, in clutch, I don't trust him fielding a ground ball and throwing it to first base, and that's a problem. Yeah, that I, it's, you know, d- defense wins championships is such a baseball sure. kind of basketball, yeah. uh, you know, saying at least it feels like it for yeah. me. I, but isn't that true in yeah, most good pitching, sports? Good I mean, pitching hits yeah, beats good would, uh, hitting. Right? You know? would, wouldn't you say that in 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 playoff baseball that uh-huh. that you're just as con- you're just as concerned, if not more concerned, about the your starting pitching and and your defense? I would. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. That's why I'm saying right now, if Mankata's out for an extended period of time, I'm missing Mankata more than I'm missing Anderson. Right. right. Because in my in, and I don't want to. I hate to admit it. But I see Mankata outlasting Anderson uh, as a White Sox. And, yeah. And I could see a situation where maybe someone uh, entertains Han with a deal and Anderson might not be around. I, I want him to, and I love the hype, and I love the personality, and I love what he brings to the game. But at the end of the day, man, you got to figure it out defensively. Or, or, or you're just a personality. You're a character. You know, yeah. I mean, you. It's. Uh, I, I'm trying to find. I, I. I'm sure it's out there. I can't find it. I, I'd love to see month over month batting yeah. average in in I stats see. for yeah. him because my guess is, it's it's been trending down since since April. It has. Um, yeah. You know, in the last 28 days, he's batting 278. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He, he's he's been up and down. I mean. Again, he'll have a few games where he's like, you know, two for three, three for five, you know, a couple RBIs, a big home run, a double when we need it. And then he'll be cold with a couple errors. You know, look, uh, hopefully he heals because I mean, he can figure things out. I'm not giving up on him, but oh, I here you see. go. I found it. All right. April, uh, March, um, 375 batting uh-huh. average, uh, May 280. June 293. So, yeah. I mean, that's a big drop off between sure. a- April uh April and May. Well, p- folks figure it, figure you out. You know, you're not you're not you're not going to surprise too many people this day and age anymore. You know, video gets out on you. Um, you know, uh, spray charts you know, beyond that, uh, times a thousand are available of, you know, what this guy hits in the zone, what to pitch this guy, uh, at certain counts and certain innings. Uh, if you're, if you're a hot offensive player, uh, you are not kept secret for very long. So that's why it's amazing when players put these ridiculous offensive seasons together, because they are doing it, uh, against, you know, against all the odds. He'll be, he's going to be, uh, and we, we've talked a lot, a lot about him through not just tonight, but a lot of, a, a lot of the podcasts. I think he might be, you know, we're talking about this team as a whole a lot and, and, you know, who is this team and can they get to 500? How much mm-hmm. better can they be from la- last year to this year? And what does it say as we look to the future, he in a lot of ways as an individual embodies this team as well. And so it'll be interesting Interesting. to watch him as we go through this season and see, is he part of the future or, or, or not? And and I think we'll probably know by Mm -hmm. the end of this year, in a lot of ways, this could be a make or break year for him. And, and, you could see the team going up and going one direction and maybe he's, he's Stuck. going the opposite yeah. way. Um, so let's, let's keep with that thought. Let's t- talk a little uh, future by talking about the past, which also is the present. And if you can follow that, congratulations. <laughs> that sounds um, like, is, isn't that the plot to the, the, the third back to the future <laughs> movie? <laughs> was that the Western? Yeah, or, or, it was okay. the Western one. Uh, so I'm at the Stones concert uh, last night, which was, you know, a great, a great time. Uh, third time seeing the Stones and, uh, a lot of energy as expected. Played a couple uh, songs I haven't heard live before, um, and uh, 
you know, it, man, the amount of socks, fan, uh, socks, hats that yeah. I saw, you know, stone shirt, socks, hat. Nice. It, it was, I would say, uh, 80% to 20% first colors. Wow. I'm okay. telling you, man, it, it was. So you were riding high for I was a lot of reasons. My, I was in my home. I had a lot, of, you know, a lot of good socks chatter. Now, did uh, you bring stickers folks. to hand out? I did not bring, what? I did not bring stickers because I wanted it to be about the music, okay. Jeff. I all wanted right, it to be about right, the music. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I had texted you a little bit and I just said, yeah, it was good. You know, I, Mick looked, you know, the same. Ronnie Wood actually looked really good. Charlie Watts has always looked kind of like a zombie, but <laughs> Keith really looks rough. Uh, but you had a comment and you said, uh, something about uh keith in the next world series yes yeah what did i say to you uh let's 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 pull it up here uh and i i think i said to you that um next wait you know my prediction keith richards will still be alive when the white Sox (laughs) next win the world series ricky however will not be mad so that's what i want okay so this is future talk so you're saying keith richards is still going to be alive which i'd be you know he probably will be who who knows You're going to say Keith Richards is still alive when the Sox win the next World Series, but you still do not think Ricky will be no, the manager I do not. of the White Sox. No. And you don't think it's going to be Girardi. No. You think Girardi's going to the Cubs. <laughs> so my, yeah, 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 my, so yeah, break it down this because is, you have a whole plan This here. is my trifecta here. Yeah. Girardi managing the Cubs, Madden managing the Sox, Renteria managing the Stones. Okay? Which <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't see that going. I see Madden managing the Stones. Ricky is going to be with the Sox. And, and the Cubs, I think, are going to go Girardi. I don't I do know why. Well, I don't know why. He's angling. It's his dream job, right? I mean, yeah. the... Uh, there's I, a lot of love for him still, I think, on the north side uh, in Wrigleyville. Yeah, well, and he, I think he went to Northwestern. He did go to North, He's and, a smart dude. I mean, he's from that area. The, the only thing I heard that, that could that could be the monkey wrench in that plan. And I don't, I think he hasn't managed in like three years. Well, no, it was that maybe the Mets end up scooping him. Well, they're going to need a new manager as soon as possible because that thing is exploding, but it sure does seem like the Madden Cubs relationship is over. But the only reason I bring up Madden as a, as a possible contender for the Sox is just because, you know, if he's, if he still wants to manage, but maybe he's, he feels good about the roots Mm -hmm. he has set up here in, in Chicago, it's, I mean, the situation there, the, the eerie similarities to it, 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 it is just, it, it's yeah. just kind of, sure, it's, it's just strange, it, right? It writes itself. You know? uh, I could see, I, I see the argument. I know, I know why people are calling for Ricky's head and, you know, I can't believe he's bunting in this situation. He kept this pitcher in a little too long. Look at this lineup. What is he doing? Why isn't Mankata in, in the two hole? Why is Anderson all the way down in the seventh hole? You know, I, I read it. I hear about it. You're always going to find something to just dissect what a manager does. But what I will always tell you, and I've told you this, yeah. and you, you, you have to listen to what the players are saying. And the players have a lot of faith in this team. The players like the chemistry of this team. And with, a, with almost no pitching, okay, with yeah. one starting pitcher and a mass unit of relievers, Ricky has gotten this team, this ragtag, to four games under 500 almost at the break. Yeah. I mean, without I, fights, without like inner turmoil, with any drama, it's sh- it, it's shocking to me. I think you I think that is the best case you can make for him that you know, if you put aside the 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 individual decisions that you don't like mm-hmm. about him the argument you're making is the best case to to me for him, especially when you look at their run differential, which yeah. we were talking about yeah. before. It's negative yeah. 65. Yeah. In the the interesting stat that you can find on MLB.com in the standings is what they call expected win loss mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. your run differential. Mm-hmm. And their expected win loss record is 33 and 45 based mm-hmm. on that. So they're yeah. four games better yeah. than that. Yeah. And you're right. He, he's kept them in it. So, Here's what I would say. Then they're they're six games out of the wild card. If they continue to play the baseball that they've played thus far, at some point they're going to be 12 or 13 games out of the wild card, and they're going to be 
they're 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 going to be not as competitive as they are right now. So in the dog days of August, does this team still look and feel and play right. well, the same way that they do uh, when 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 they're not as close to five hundred as they are right put, now? Well, yeah, and and also you have to put some of the record aside. You have to put the games back aside, and and eventually we're all going to have to put the games back of the wild card aside, I believe. And you're going to have to look at how this team plays. Yeah. You know, are they developing? Are they growing? You know, uh, and and that's what I have seen Ricky do well with this team over the last three years is he's a very smart baseball guy. And he gets this team to play well. You know, if there is, you know, a, a miscue defensively or, or an alignment, you know, in, in a first and third, they, they fix it. And there, and again, you don't hear a lot of turmoil yeah. and in egos, uh, everything, there seems to be a, a checks, you know, a checks and balances. Um, so I, I look at the Madden situation and correct me if I'm wrong here, cause I wasn't following it. Were, were we anticipating Madden to be cut from a release from the Rays or did that kind of surprise everybody? No, there was there was a weird yeah no it was it was there was a weird um, clause in his contract uh, okay. that allowed him to come gotcha. free and okay you know Theo and and uh, okay so so they, they they took that opportunity. So you, this is a question you won't be able to answer. No one can answer. It's just a hypothetical. Yeah. If Madden stays with the Rays. Does Ricky win a World Series as a as a Cubs manager? Do you yeah, deviate boy, from well, that? Yeah, go ahead, finish. I, I'm, that's all I got. I mean, I'm just yeah. playing like a you know what if. Well, uh, that's that's what cuts back and forth, right? With 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 baseball managers is either you know two two schools of thought, right? They're worth five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten wins mm-hmm, based right. on you know whether they put their right leg up or, or you know put you know it's um, true you know yeah. it's so yeah. bizarre and yeah. then and then you you can make the counter argument that they're they're interchangeable mm-hmm. um, right. beyond some right. basic strategy especially right. in a game nowadays that is as much it feels like anyhow especially as you watch the manager salaries go down Mm -hmm, and you've mm -hmm. seen the recent hires Mm -hmm. and you've seen what the front offices Mm -hmm. look like. It feels like the management of the team is as much as what's happening in the offices across the street from the ballpark in conjunction with the manager than it is any kind of old school manager instinctual stuff. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, I, I think it's a lot of personalities. I mean, you're dealing with so many different uh, stylings and egos and, you know, the, the way the game is being, um, played with this, you know, launch angles and, you know, it, it, the, the power numbers are, are, are back and, and they've been back and it's such a, you know, you could see Major League Baseball wants this to be an offensive game. And, yeah. Oh, without um, a doubt. The the Peter Alonzo from the Mets. From, from the Mets uh, uh, ties Daryl Strawberry's yeah. uh, rookie home run right. record before the All Star break. Right. You're telling me that there's not something going on with the right with, and the shifts the and look at the shifts and like it's such a different game, you know. And, and that's the beauty of baseball. I think every you know five to seven years, there's kind of a there's a new trend, and, and if you could stick with that, if you could play that game, that new game, the game within the game, then you're going to see success. And by you know, by and large, Ricky is an older manager, you know, compared to some of these yeah. other teams. Just yeah. to go back to to the Madden thing, though, I was being f- facetious when I when I sent that to you. I mean, I I think the piece about Madden being gone from the Cubs at the end right. of this season, right. we and were Girardi just trying to lock everybody in into a, is 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 likely. But I do think that at the end of this season, and I'm not saying this is what the Sox will do, but you know, you at some point you have to run. Renneria is going to have to win some games, and he's going to have to show that he can actually it, and I've said, manage a team to the playoffs. It can't all just be no, well. He's I good agree. with the players, no, and we I, think I this agree. is what he's. I agree, but let do. him have all the ingredients. Yeah. You know, I, I'm. T- let oh, him, there's no doubt. Let him have a rotation with Kopech, Cease, yeah. Giolito, Lopez, and maybe Garrett Cole, and and see what happens. Yeah, this and year's it, rotation is garbage. <laughs> there, there's. 
There's no doubt about that. It Other is. than Giolito, it's absolute garbage. I'll tell you who's not garbage, Jeff. Your boy, Eloy Jimenez, Eloy Jimenez. There's a different ways to pronounce it, but the results are just uh, eye-popping, man. That's Yours. the one soxy thing I did on vacation was <laughs> was you. We were texting, yeah. and you told me that yeah. that it that was that it was bobblehead. Yeah, uh, it was Eloy yes. bobblehead yeah. on the tenth, yeah. and I was like. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. All right, I'll see you there. You're like, I got to get my hands on this. I'm like, I was like, what row yeah, are you in? Exactly. All right. Yeah, you know, that's getting... going to be a fun game. That's uh, He's got a bobblehead out. Because, you know, the Sox always do this. They, they, they do the promotional schedule. And then after three months go by, then they do the second yeah. wave of promotionals. Which, man, I, I can't remember a, a time when they, you know, this guy was creating so much buzz where they put a bobblehead, an event, in his first year, he's you know, got star written all over. He really him, does. Though. He's got I the mean, personality, the smile. The, he kind of reminds me of, of Griffey Jr. Yeah, I he mean, can just hit the ball. He's and, having and fun, the, and he has fun. Yeah. He's entertaining, yeah. and as he gets better and better, people are just gonna love him, man. Yeah, They're just I, gonna love. I, him. We're gonna work on his his defense, and he's got a long way to go. And I just don't want him to get hurt out there, but he needs to be out right. there. Um, but he's in a position too where as long as he hits the hell out of the ball and and he can play competent um outfield then that's fine. That yeah. that is a place where yeah. where a guy's offense can overcome his defense. Right. Yeah, I, I don't want us to be too hypocritical and say, "Well, wait a second, weren't you just uh, berating Anderson for not having uh, good defense but great offense?" I don't think it's that critical for a left fielder, no. you know. Look and at, he can I mean, also be the DH. Correct. Yeah, which I think I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in DH a few times just to, you know, just to stay out of that left field, you know, move things around. I know it's a weird, it's a catch 22 because you want to get him the experience in these different ballparks uh, in left field, you know, seeing what the ball's like off the green monster is very different than what it's like in Arlington or what it's like, you know, at Sox park. And, you know, if he's going to be continuing to play at these American league ballparks, you want him to start getting a feel yeah. of angles and, and tracking balls down um, and hey, playing day games to night games. If, if, if him getting some at bats at a DH gets yonder Alonzo off of my TV, <laughs> uh, then yes, sounds good to me. Make it I, happen. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what the yonder thing is exactly. I mean, I know he's got a goofy contract with different amount of at bats he needs to get to, but he is a guy that is such dead weight. He's a negative know? one when when wins above you know, replacement. I, I, you know, he's well under his career average. I get that. He he's under all of his power numbers and everything. He's having a real off year. But he was never going to be a guy that was going to be a long-term solution no, anyway. No, he you know, was—he like was bait for Machado. He's not going to be <laughs> exactly. He's not going to be in the, in the in the World Series parade on one of those double-decker buses waving at anybody. <laughs> Only if he's driving the bus. <laughs> That's I mean, it. seriously. So, you know, why not just? Just get rid of the guy. Yeah. I know it's it's easier said than done, but he is clogging up at bats. Stop for playing him. Stop playing Stop. the guy. Well, okay, so there, there is a there's, and there's, then he'll ask to be released, and then you release the guy. There's the Ricky eat, decision eat that that how how do you defend that? Top. I'm I'm saying it's coming from the top. I, that's I am saying that Han and company are telling Ricky, in not so many words. I don't want to see Collins playing as much as he's playing or he shouldn't be playing as much as you want him to play. Continue to play Alonzo in these situations. I think it's nuts. I think Ricky's hands are tied a little bit on this. You know, Collins can be getting some reps at first yeah, base. Yeah. You know, because he's not going to – he might not be your, your, your all-time catcher here. Right, right. Get some at-bats. Uh, get some lefty at-bats. See some pitchers. Uh, get at first base, yep. hit DH. You know, I it's you know baseball is the weirdest sport where they've got these prospects that they draft. You know, they go through the minor leagues, they work their way up to the majors, and then they just throw them in the dugout. Yeah, and you sit there and watch. Yeah, it doesn't happen in the NFL. No, it doesn't happen in the NBA, and it doesn't happen in the NHL. I mean, yeah. they are drafted and they are thrown. I know I, I, there's a lot of other things that go into play. But baseball is so goofy with that. 
you know, I, and it'd be different if you had a veteran in front of him that was playing well and you got a hot hand and you're, you're, you got a winning streak going, but that's not the case. You got a guy who's batting 179. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, anytime he grabs a bat, it's just bad news. I mean, he'll get a hit every now and then and an RBI, but that, you know, that, the old, you know, blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, and you're not going to celebrate it. It's like, great. You yeah. did it. But it, it's just, oh, and, you know, he's slow and he can't run anything out. And he's just, uh, I'm, I'm so done with this, you know. Thank God they didn't decide to do a yonder bobblehead at the beginning of the year. Good Lord. That's another, yeah, well. Uh, yeah, don't yeah, even you're get right. me started. Right. I, I just want to see more of Zach Collins. I don't yeah. want to rush the guy, but I think he could have had a few more at-bats in Boston. I really do. That's um, that's what I'm saying is you get this guy some experience. And and if Yonder is unhappy on the bench, well, too too bad. Yeah. Play better. Exactly. It's a business, man. I mean, I, I, I need to start seeing – and the Soxie to start seeing here, especially the second half of this year, what do we have for 2020? Right. You know, well, what? And, and with Collins, too, if why bring him up to sit him on the bench? Exactly. Then, then send him, you know, he's, well, he needs to I mean, play. If he's here, he needs to play. If he's not going to play, send him back to so what do you do? What do you do when Castillo is off the IL? When Wellington Castillo is able to come back, what do you do? Do you send Collins back down? Or do you tell Castillo, like, Thanks, but uh, I'm glad you're healthy, but you're gone. Well, there's no point in Collins sitting on the bench. So you got to make a move that that keeps him playing. He's got I, I to play. You got to see what you have with him. And, you know, we're in this situation where whatever he's doing now and the at-bats he gets now, this is just setting up for next year. Right. You know, right. He, he's just getting his legs for next year. That's what Eloy's doing. That's what Makata did last yes. year. Yes, um, right. We talked about right. that. Now, a guy that I want him to learn from is McCann. James yeah. McCann, yep. I can't say enough about this guy. I mean, everybody is talking about this guy. You know, he made it to the next round of all-star voting through Google. Today, you were able to start voting in starters, and McCann's the only White Sox uh, to make it to this to this starter echelon. So you can, uh, until tomorrow, you can try to vote him in to be the starting catcher for the all-star game. He's up against uh, the guy from Houston, I think Robinson and then uh, Gary Sanchez from New York, you know, tough, tough to overtake, you know, a New York guy, but McCann's numbers speak for themselves. It's crazy. His defense numbers, his offensive numbers. Um, you know, he had a home run in an RBI today. His numbers are, are unbelievable. They're, it, it, it's just when you look at his career numbers exactly. against this year, it's, it's unbelievable. I know. And that's the weird thing. You know, I'm still waiting for a bigger sample size in a Sox jersey, but ride the hot hand. Yeah. And yeah. can you imagine a team, uh, a season here in 2019 without McCann playing the way he's playing? And, and again, right. the pitchers right. can't say enough about him. And I think Collins is going to learn a ton from a guy like McCann. And I want to see Cease up here to start throwing to McCann. So he's not a guy that, you, you you don't see him as a as a possible you know, you know I, I hear the chatter move. I, I hear the talk uh I, I don't see why you know Collins is not going to be your everyday catcher Sebi Zavala is not going to be your everyday catcher right away there's going to have to be a platoon it's going to take maybe a f- couple years for Collins or, or Sebi to feel comfortable they need to learn from a, from a veteran guy, a guy that seems to be very well respected and trusted by pitchers. Yeah, and yeah. and I know his numbers right now don't speak for his career numbers, but you know maybe he's unfit. He's he's locked. He's unlocked something. It happens with athletes. They change locations. They change cities. They're feeling more comfortable, and and he's having a hell of a year. And I think you extend him. You keep him around. You 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 keep this guy for a few more years, and you never know. You yeah. might have caught lightning in a bottle here with this guy, right? Or you caught a one year fluke, and you could sell on sure. that and 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 make two good moves, okay. which so, is picking him up for nothing and then getting something. For so, him. what team uh, coming up to the trade deadline though is like, boy, we really 
I don't know how we've been making it this season without a catcher. We really need a catcher. Sure. You know, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're been, right. You're right. We've just been throwing anybody well, back but, there. But it's like you said before, you know, is there is there a timely injury? That, sure. Well, that's that... the other thing. If, if one of these teams that's in the hunt, their catcher goes down, Johan's going to get a phone call. Any of these deals that we theorize about or, you know, you, you, you play GM for, for a day, there's got to be, there's always has to be a partner and there has to be the right situation. It's a dance, for but, sure. But it's nice to know that we've got some guys that are performing Absolutely. well enough that when you get to, towards the trade deadline, that if you're out of it or if you see a good opportunity, that there are pieces to move, mm -hmm. right? Well, for years, you know, especially during this rebuild, it was like, well, thank God for Abreu. Well, this year it's like, thank God for Mankata. Thank God for yeah. Lurie, believe it or not. Yeah. And thank God for McCann, you know, and now Eloy's uh, on the move. But, you know, I was looking at, you know, going back and I, I tried to, I sometimes I try to do this just from memory. You know, when was the last time a White Sox catcher started in an all-star game? And of course I was like, you know what? I bet you it was Fisk. 1985 wow. was the last time White Sox were represented as a starting catcher. And he did wow. that in 1985, 82, and 81. Pruszynski only made it in 06 as an alternate. Wow. So, I mean, this is, we're in uncharted territory yeah. here yeah. Uh, as an organization. Yeah. So that's exciting in itself. But if Indeed. you haven't voted, uh, vote for uh, vote for McCann. See what we can do to get this guy representing the Let's Sox. get him in there. Let's, Let's do it, Let's get him man. in there. Um, we are winding down, but I wanted to just uh, kind of give you an up next year for the Sox. We got uh, three against Minnesota. Uh, home games. Uh, when they played in Minnesota about a month ago, it was a bloodbath. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, Giolito's supposed to pitch the third game of that three-game series. I mean, the Twins are still rocking it, but their last 10, they're 5-5. Five and five, So maybe you catch him at a little bit of a, a yeah. lull. And I, I think we could sneak one. I'd love to get two out of three. Uh, but, boy, they're a hot team. They, they can mash. You know, the nice thing is there. It's just, teams like that and, and New York – it's just it's a good measuring stick, sure, right? Absolutely, it's a, it's a good opportunity yeah. to go up against the best against and the say, best. "Can we at least be yeah. competitive? Can we keep from getting our brains now, beat in?" Now, last time we played the Twins, I don't think Giolito pitched, so uh, you know we're throwing Nova on Saturday, you know, and then in Gio on Sunday, and then Friday is a to be determined. So we don't even know who the Sox are throwing. Uh, on Friday, and I actually I'm going to be in attendance for that game. Is that going to be another bullpen? Uh, game? You know, I, I just don't see how it can be. Uh, I, I, uh, it should be ceased, but don't even get maybe maybe you know maybe some lucky fan will win an opportunity to to start that game. Uh, and then after the three against Minnesota, they've got four against Detroit. Okay, so that that could be a very winnable series. Yeah. yeah. And then to finish off the first half. Uh, at home, two against the Cubs. Yeah. And then all-star break. Yeah. So. All right. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, really good to have you back, Jeff. Thank you, sir. Um, it's good to be back. It uh, Follow us, folks, on Twitter, at GoodGuysTB, and uh, like that Facebook page of ours and follow us on Facebook, Good Guys Talk Back. We are fan-centric. We are Blue Collar, your Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode 28. For Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morawski. Go Sox.